What have you that you did not receive? So when you're thinking, I'm so smart, I'm doing all of these things. No, it's a gift from God to you. It's not because you are that smart. There are those who are smarter than yourself and they are not able to make it. It's God's gift. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And his good and perfect gifts, they go to his children. We must recognize that. When you're going through a difficult time, it's because God has a great future for you. And you need to learn, just like David learned through his difficult times, to be the king that he was. So the difficult times are for the glory the times of glory that you are going to experience in the future. But the Bible is clear. Those difficult times are for a moment. But the moment can be a few years. <laughs> you remember what God says? Oh, that's not very comforting, right? <laughs> that's not very comforting. But you see, a day for the Lord is like a thousand years. And I'm saying, God, please don't wait a thousand years. I need it today. But a thousand years is like one day to the Lord. In other words, when God's time comes, a day is too long for him. When the fullness of time comes, one day is too long for God. He changed everything in one day. But we must always look forward to that one day in patience, waiting on God. For your day of deliverance. And once that day comes. You're free. And you're free for good. Because the Bible says. The gifts and callings of God. Are without repentance. So when you receive it on this day. That's your gift from him. And no one can take it from you. The days of struggle. In that particular area is over. You may be dealing with something else in the future. But that area is gone. Amen. Amen. That's not the message tonight, but I want to go. <laughs> I want to talk about that first before I proceed. Be encouraged, no matter where you are. Be encouraged. God is with you. Going through difficulties, not just financially, every area of life, God is with me. And God has been faithful. We don't look to the, econo- the economy of the United States. We look to our God and we declare that he holds our economy and we belong to the economy of the kingdom of God so we can never suffer want. And if we are tempted because through our circumstances, we must reject those things and begin to speak the word of God. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. I'm glad I learned it in primary school in Nigeria. <laughs> you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I use something we quote, but meditate on it. Really think on it. Dwell on it. Let it sink into your spirit. And you will have the confidence that regardless of what's going on, God is in full control. I shall not want. There are people who doubt God. I've seen too much in my life not to, to doubt him. There are a lot of people who live in the natural that I've been taught. We've talked about that a few messages ago. They live in the natural. They're Christians, they haven't seen anything supernatural. So they take God for granted. 
But I've had, if you don't want to deal with God, I've had God speak to me and the things come to pass. And I've seen demons speak out of people's mouth and I hear it. I was sharing with somebody here in Houston when I was in college station in, uh, at the university there. I came here to pray for a lady. I was just sharing scriptures. Just sharing scriptures with her. And the son, the, his, he, her son had called to talk to me. We were friends in college station. He said, please come and help me. My mother has problems. She's been into this deep meditations, you know, all of that kind of stuff, and into demonic stuff. And he believed she was demonized. So please come and talk to her and help me. And uh, we traveled down from College Station. That's where I live. And we were here probably close in a, the hotel, very close, our hotel close to uh, Astrodome. Then, big Astrodome. And I was just sharing scriptures. And suddenly she turned to me and said, in a very cool way, he said, you can't cast me out. You don't have the power. No one has said anything about casting anything out. I was just talking, I was just speaking scriptures. And she said that and kept looking at me. So I had to think, God, give me some, something to say to this woman or to this demon that's talking to me. And I said, well, I know I don't have the power to cast you out. But God has given me the authority to cast you out and I'm going to cast you out. And who are you? She came right back to herself. Okay? These things are real. There are devils in the world. There are demonic forces and they are here for only one purpose. You. To destroy your life. To destroy everything that you have. Now God will grant grace. But if you don't turn around back to God then God will just let go. And that's some of the things I'm going to be sharing tonight. God sometimes will let go after a while. God is both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. When he's giving you rope long enough, he says, okay, you do what you want now. That's not a good place to be. Because everything is going to come down. You remember not in a bad way, he, he took his hands off Job. Remember? Remember what happened to Job? You're going down. And you're going down fast. See, I fear God. <laughs> I don't fear the devil. But when I'm not right with God, <laughs> I know to fear the devil. You know what I mean? Because he, no one is going to stop him. We must be very aware of this. But as long as you are with God and God is on your side, the scripture says it in Romans chapter 8, if God be for me, who can be against me? It's nothing. Nothing can be against your life. Now, will the devil, is he saying the devil is not going to attempt to be against your life? He will. We all go through all of the difficulties Satan comes against us with. But God is always there for us. You will make it. If God is in your life, you will make it. It may not be overnight, but you will make it. And that's what you should settle in your heart for your future. And when you settle that in your heart, it's like giving, you know, the five loaves of bread to the Lord. He'll take that. And remember, whatever you commit to him, he is able to keep until the appointed time. So we have to really trust God. 
and, and rely on him. I got no righteousness. His righteousness is my righteousness. That's good enough. And I can be firm in that righteousness and be comfortable and full of comfort because I have it. You understand what I'm saying? And then don't just having it and doing evil. I have it and it's the righteousness is at work in my life. Producing good. Amen? And we have been transformed from glory to glory. God is with us. Amen? Think your way into victory. Father, we thank you for your spirit. Speak to us. Because we know that your word says to us, he who overcomes, he who overcomes. So there are things that we ought to overcome. There are circumstances coming against us that we have to overcome. You allowed them so that we can overcome them, so that we can be rewarded. We don't understand all of it. But Lord, we thank you that we are overcomers in Christ. You've made us that. And we're grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Think your way into victory. It's no secret that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your thoughts. No secret. Your thoughts will determine your actions. And your actions will determine your destiny. So the quality of your destiny is determined by the quality of your thoughts. You know, the Bible says to us, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, if I say it, I will say, as a man thinks in his mind, right? The brain. But you have to realize this. Everything that you see in the natural has its part in the supernatural. God has eyes, just as you have eyes, but not natural eyes. You understand what I'm saying? God has, he can smell, but he doesn't have a natural nose to smell, but he has a nose. God can taste. We don't understand all of that, but the point is what you see in the natural as a being, as a human being, you have the same in the supernatural realm. Now, when you are born again, your heart is your spirit. And you have a supernatural mind in your spirit. That's why the Bible says, we have the mind of Christ. And you don't have Jesus' brain, right? But you have the mind of Christ because his spirit dwells in you. And the spirit has a mind. The mind of Christ is right there. You have the mind of Christ. So what you allow in that mind, as a man thinks in his heart, your spirit, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So your spirit 
That's where your mind is. And that's, especially for those that are born again, that's what's going to determine your destiny. The thoughts, the quality of thoughts that you allow in your heart. As you process things in your heart, that's your mind, the mind of your spirit, that's what's going to determine your destiny. And how much you can overcome and how much you can uh, uh, accomplish in the kingdom of God. It's all about your heart. Faith is of the heart. That's the spirit. And so the quality of your thoughts in your spirit, that's what's going to determine what you obtain from heaven. And I've already said uh, before that the word of God says, what have you that you did not receive? So you're going to get it from heaven. It's got to come from God. And that's why the Bible says, because your heart... Your heart is the real base here with your thoughts. Keep your heart with what? All diligence. Because out of it are the issues of life. So if you allow your heart to be corrupt, and you allow your heart to receive things that are not in line with God, and thoughts that are not in line with God, you will not really have fun in Christ. It's not going to be easy. You know that God actually invites us to think. He invites us, please think. Let me, let me come with scriptures to help us understand. When you, scriptures, we're talking about thinking in line with scripture. What I've already mentioned before. Where you know from the word of God, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's not just you just talk about it and repeat it, but you meditate, you think on it to the point where you make a decision in your heart before God and you say, because God has said this and God cannot lie, you put everything together according to the scriptures and you determine, since God has made this declaration, there is no way in this world I have no want. And heaven says, Amen. That's what it is. As a man thinks in his heart. If you say it's impossible, that's because you have been thinking impossibilities. It comes out of your heart. And you act that way. Impossible. But if you think according to God's word, the word says, with God, Nothing shall be impossible. Because men will discourage you. Men will show you, give you several reasons why what you are thinking cannot happen. Sometimes it's not even good to tell them what you're thinking. Just enjoy your dreams. Amen? Say God fulfills them. But God invites us to think. Now look at Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 18 through uh, 20. It says, come now and let us reason together. So you and God reasoning together. Are you going to call God, pull a chair and say, God, you sit down here. I want to talk to you. Let's reason together. No, you take his word. Okay. And you begin to reason with God based on his word. And as you reason with God based on his word, before long, you begin to feel inadequate. Okay? 
You begin to feel inadequate. That's why it says, do your sins are like scarlet. As you begin to think, God, I don't know if I can do this. I'm so... Would you allow me? Nothing. I can't do this thing. And so he says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. When you reason with God, when you meditate with God and you think about it, even though you bring all those imperfections and the weaknesses that you have before long, as you're reasoning with him, you receive strength. You receive forgiveness. Because you're willing to reason with him. We're coming to that. He says, they shall, though they be as red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Then he says, if you are willing and obedient, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now, what he's saying here is when you meditate and you reason with God, all of those things that hinder you, the weaknesses and all the sins that you feel in your life, they just disappear. When you're willing and obedient to reason with the Lord. Because the Lord is saying, I have good in the land. And until you reason with him, and until you meditate with the, with the Lord based on his word, in line with his word, you can't get to the good. Your imperfections and the weaknesses in your life and the impossibilities will hinder you and you feel there is no way. But when you come to God, God is inviting you. Let's think. Think about what Jesus has done for you. Think about the fact that he's placed all the impossibilities aside. Your sins are forgiven. He has forgotten all of them. Now he's made you his son, his daughter. Now you are seated with him in heavenly places. All those things are gone. And you find yourself willing. And obedient. You know the Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you must meditate. Huh? You're thinking through it. You're talking about it. You're thinking through it. And that's the way you have good success. That's the way you make your way prosperous. So you think your way into victory in life. When difficulties come, don't give up. <laughs> don't get discouraged. Get the word of God and begin to think in line of the word, with the word of God. I am more than a conqueror. Not going to be. God said you are. So you think in line of, with those words. And you begin to trust God for your future. I don't care who gets the glory. I just want to enjoy God. Amen? <laughs> I don't care how he brings it to me. I will have my victory. You understand what I'm saying? You don't start thinking about who God is going to use. Okay? You just depend on the Lord. That God is going to do it. And he gets the glory. Because he's taking care of you. He says there is good in the land. You eat the good in the land. But when you refuse to think, when you refuse to come to the Lord to reason with Him, He says you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. 
So the secret is to think through in line with the word of God. Now, Romans chapter 1 verse 28 says this. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. When you have a debased mind, you will begin to do things. See? When you refuse to think in line with God's word, the words of righteousness, the words of God's goodness, after a while, God is going to give up on you. This is New Testament. This is not my saying. God said that in the New Testament. He gave, it over. He gave you over to a debased mind. And you begin to destroy yourself. See? And even as they did not like, they don't want to. They come, whenever you start having arguments against the truth, of the word of God. I don't care what it is. I know what we have suffered. Because in those days. They, they, this message came out. You know name it grab it. You remember that kind of stuff. They labeled that kind of message. Uh, name it and. Uh, whatever. Claim it and whatever. And I hate it. I hate it. I didn't want to be attached to those kind of people. Even if they quoted the scriptures. I didn't want to hear the scriptures. Don't put me with those people. But the thing is not the messenger. He's the word. Many times we're looking at the messenger. We forget what the word. The word cannot change. He's not the messenger. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they will judge you in the last day. So if there's going to be a judge in the last day standing against your life, or for your life, He's going to be the word of God. And so when you argue against the word of God, guess what? The word of God who is God, he rejects you. And God gives you to a reprobate mind. Or a debased mind. To do those things which are not fitting. And you begin to do all kinds of things. Guess what? He destroys you. Your victory you won't have. And you know, God is so gracious. And I plead to God every time for his mercy upon my life. Extend your mercy. Let it be so wide. Because I need that. But God has said in his word, my spirit will not always strive with men. It gets to a point when God says, okay, that's, that's what you want, you can go. That's why it's never good. I have never made it a habit in my life to argue against God's word. I don't care where it's coming from. If I figure someone, I have always said, this is the book. If you said, even if I don't like the preacher, but if he's saying something that comes from the word, <laughs> I like him at that time. <laughs> Especially if it's something to correct me. I'll stop and listen. That guy is my friend that, at that time. Because as you think in line with what is being presented you as the word of God, you are honoring God's word. You understand what I'm saying? And God says, everyone who honors me, I will honor. And you, you, you're not going to see God and say, well, God, I honor you. It's when you honor his word that he honors you. But when God chooses to honor you, guess what? You'll be on top. 
You remember Mordecai? Haman, the guy that the king has chosen to honor. Hey, that's what happens when he decides to honor you. But you have to honor his word. You have to think according to his word. Put his word together. Honor God's word. Never make an argument against God's word. Never do that. Don't ever do that. I don't care who the messenger is. Because at the point that you do it, your heart is going to get hardened. And you can't think anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your thoughts are so powerful. Your thoughts are so powerful. When you hear the message, line up with the message, miracles will come your way. But the Bible says, if you will hear his voice, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7, verse 14. If you will hear his voice, as it is written today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart, as in the days of provocation. Because once you harden your heart, your heart is hardened. You can't think in line with God. You have been taken captive by the enemy to destroy you. I'd like you to read uh, uh, Second Timothy. Please give me Second Timothy, verse twenty-five and twenty-six. It says, in humility, correcting those who are uh, in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance. Now, he's talking about Christians. Okay? Christians. Grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses. (laughs) They're not thinking right anymore. They're not thinking right anymore. So the devil's got them. And escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by who? <laughs> the devil takes Christians captive to do what? His will. And his will is not pleasant. You're not going to overcome if Satan is coming to your life. And your heart is hardened. You can't even receive God's word anymore. You're not going to prosper. You must think in line with God's word for your prosperity. The word is supposed to bring you profit. Paul said, I have not kept anything from you that will profit you. So we profit from God's word. And once you stand against God's word, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, you are not going to prosper. Now, when we're talking about prosperity, we're not just talking about money. You understand what I'm saying? You can have money and your life is going to waste. Look at Michael Jackson. Please cut that off the tape. Okay. <laughs> you can have money. It's not about money. Do you understand what I'm saying? People look at you and your money and they laugh. I see how my children react every time Michael Jackson comes up. That's what they do. He has all the money. And the fame. And that's not life. That's not living. That's a waste. That's being taken captive by the enemy. But I want to be taken captive by the word of God. I want to be taken captive by the word of God. Because the word of God will make you. 
I've, 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 I've actually handled, you know, by the word of God, satanic forces in the lives of individuals. Because they made arguments against the word of God and they didn't prosper. We need to recognize this. It's, it's so important. We must think according to God's word. Your mind is so important. Your conscience is so important. The Bible said because they defied their conscience, they made shipwreck of their faith. You must always maintain a good conscience because out of that conscience, your heart, that's where you bring in these godly thoughts, thoughts of victory. Not sin consciousness, but freedom. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. You know, all she did was think. She heard the gospel. The Bible says she had been with so many doctors. And she had a problem. No help. It was 12 years, right? She had trouble for 12 years. That's a long time to have issue of blood. I'm sure she was weak. But then she heard the message. I'm sure all over the land, they were talking, have you heard about this new rabbi? He's not like the rest of these Pharisees. I mean, this is a, he's different. He's young, but bore his words. And look, he heals the blind. I mean, I'm telling you, I was there when he raised somebody from the dead. And she's thinking, he raised somebody from the dead? Hey. She's thinking. Amen. Ooh, all I got is this little issue of blood. And she said, the Bible says she said to herself, and she devised the method. She thought on it, came up with the method to get her healing, right? I'm going to just touch his clothes. That's good enough. I'm not going to expose myself. I'm not going to be saying anything before all of these guys. They look at me like I'm crazy. So I'm just going to secretly go. I know the master. He is a good master. I'm going to just go. And she thought in her heart and determined how she was going to get well. Okay? Based on the word she heard. It says, when she heard about Jesus, she said to herself, Amen? This is what I do. When you take the word of God and you begin to meditate based on what you've heard. We're hearing the gospel today. Everything that Jesus has done, everything that God is still doing today, he's with us. And we can think about what God has done in a person's life and say, well, he's doing it for them. He is the same God. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to get my own. And God is not a respecter of persons. I'm going to crawl in like that woman and touch. But you have to think about it. She thought it, she thought it through in her mind. And when she thought it through, she came up with an, uh, a line of action, right? And she got a miracle. The prodigal son, you remember him? I was reading that story, it's funny. The, the father actually divided his wealth for both kids. In my mind, the one that was at home was more prodigal than the one who left. Because he wasn't eating anything, he was, he was living in poverty in his father's house. He said, you didn't kill the cow for me to eat. You didn't do any of this. I've been slaving for you. But if you read, the father actually divided everything, gave the young one his, and gave the rest to the guy. He, he didn't do anything with that. But that's, that's a different message. But this fellow went, and he wasted everything. 
And now he was thinking about eating with pigs. And then he thought to himself, hey, I like when you begin to think. Amen? He started thinking. He came to himself. That means he was no longer himself. He had allowed the things, the thoughts he had when he was in his father's house that took him away from his father's house to turn him into another man. Okay? He wasn't thinking straight anymore. But this time, he came to himself. He came back to the way he used to be when he was in his father's house. Guess what he was thinking? He was around pigs, but he was thinking palace. Right? And he thought to himself, I'm going back. I'm going back. And he went back. It was his thoughts. The thoughts determined his actions. And he formulated what he was going to say when he got to his father, how he was going to deal with the whole issue, and he got restored. You can get restored if you want to. If you don't want to, you can stay and eat with pigs. That's your business. I'm not saying anyone feels sick with pigs here. <laughs> I'm just preaching, okay? <laughs> Hey, Ines, you stop it, okay? <laughs> hey. Thoughts are equal to prayer. Your thoughts are equal to prayer. You know, people always talk about praying through. I wish they, can, they would also, their praying through will bring them to thinking through. You can't just, just pray. <laughs> you got to think through. The woman with the issue of blood thought, thought, thought it through. What she was going to do. Right? She wasn't just praying. The Bible says, Now to him, Ephesians 3 verse 20, To him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. You notice, asking, that's prayer, and thinking, equal. Amen? They are equal. And God is able to do exceedingly above both. Many Christians pray, they don't think. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I'm talking about is not like they're not thinking at all. They're not thinking through based on the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. Think it through. Think it through. No evil will come near my dwelling. Think it through. By his stripes I am healed. Think it through. Don't just sing it, but think it through. And as you meditate on it, as you think on it, deliverance will come. Because you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. As you think on the truth, the truth has power in itself to make you free. But when you reject the truth, you can't think in line, in line with the truth. And two cannot walk together except they are in agreement. 
So this is where the whole thing is. That's why I don't argue very much with people. I used to really argue with people. I like to quote scriptures at people. Sometimes it doesn't work because it's what you want. We are not running a group race. Angela and I were, were married. We stayed together for the rest of our life. But she's very aware it's an individual race. When you were born, you came to the world on your own. Right? Even if you're twins, one will come out first before the other one, right? Unless the doctors intervene or something. And when you're born again, you're born again by yourself. We're not running a group race. So there is no need. You accept the truth, the truth will make you. You reject the truth, you reject God. That's the truth about this thing. That's the frightening thing about it. Whenever you reject the truth of God's word, especially when you see it, even though you don't know what you're doing, you just rejected Christ. He is the word. And you're going to pay for it somewhere. That area of your life where you refuse to think through in that world, you're going to pay for it. In this life, you know, here in this life, you will pay for it. I'm very, that's such truth. You can't, you, what you sow is what you reap. You can't get away from it. I do believe that God can help you to go out and just pluck it out from the ground if you don't want the fruit. Because the, 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 the disciples, the parable Jesus said, uh, gave to us, he said, do you want us to go and uproot the church? He says, no, leave, it, leave them there. But I believe it's possible for you to go and pull it out through repentance and turning around. Sometimes it may be too late. You may have to suffer some consequence of what you've been doing. But every action will have a reaction. You, you have to, we have to understand that. Sometimes it may be too late. And, and, and I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to myself. I don't approach things because I'm a pastor. I approach things because I want to live for God. I was crying out to the Lord this morning. I want to please you. That's, what, that's all I know. It's so important to me. I want to see him that I have done what you gave me to do. That's what I care about. The rest of this is just what people see. But this is so important. It's been 30 years for me, more than 30 years, as a believer since 1975, I got I don't want to waste those years. I want to be serious with my God. It's not about church. It's not about having a big church. I want that because of him. But I want us to be victorious as believers, as Christians. So when we see him, he welcomes us as victorious ones because we have used his word. The Bible is very clear. You cannot know transformation until your mind is transformed. You will never know any kind of revolution, a change, till your mind is transformed. The mind is so important, what we think. Romans 12, verse 2, and I'll close with this. 
and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the quality of your thoughts will determine the quality of your life. If your, li- your thoughts are in line with God's word, that's great quality. If your thoughts are in line with, imp- with possibilities based on God's word, not what people are saying, but based on what you know from the word of God, you can, the word will never fall to the ground. And everything that they are saying is still has its base in the word of God. Truth is truth. That's why it's working. If you stay with God's word. And that's where we need to go. I can have confidence when I know God has spoken this. And I can know that my future is okay because God is with me. I may experience temporary difficulties. But God will pull me through. Amen. Wisdom is being able to determine, to determine God's thoughts. <laughs> and if you want to determine God's thoughts, stay with this book. That's true wisdom. And you cannot have wisdom and not be successful in life. True wisdom will bring success. So we can think our way into victory. Please stand up with me. And we're so glad to have a special guest tonight, those that are visiting with us. Appreciate you coming to be with us. I just pray that God has uh, spoken to your heart and touched your heart and blessed your heart. But I want you to know your future is bright. There's no devil that's been born anywhere. If you line up with God's word, God will not disappoint you. His word can never fall to the ground. I stand on that. And that's why we can proclaim the word of God because it works. Amen. Let's raise our hands to the Lord. And uh, Mark, let's... Where's Ennis? Can you come down here? This... The song, the last song we sang. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. This is the end I breathe. This is the end I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my How much you believe in him for your future. Tell him you know that he will not disappoint you. Because that's not his nature. He loves you. He cares for you. For your family. For your needs. For your situation. No matter what it is. I want to let you know God is on your side. No matter how bad the situation is being. No matter how difficult it difficult the situation is being in your life no matter the struggle if you will make your heart right before God freedom is on its way and God will meet every need 
There is a God in heaven. The blood of God has been shed for your good. You cannot be disappointed. God will not leave you alone. He loves you. He gave his life for your life so that you can have life. So that you can have peace and enjoy God on the earth. He is a good God. He's, came, he's come to make life beautiful for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We acknowledge your presence in our lives. We acknowledge your goodness. We acknowledge your mercy. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for healing our souls. Thank you for healing our finances. Thank you for pouring abundance upon our lives. Thank you because we will never know one. Not as long as you live. Lord, as long as God is alive, we will never know want. Our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory through Christ our Lord. He will meet every need, our emotional needs, our needs for relationship, our children's needs. We love you, God, and we praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen.